You're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with the most visionary humans on this earth in hopes that you'll be able to absorb their wisdom, avoid their failures, and feel less alone on the roller coaster ride that is entrepreneurship. This season, I'll be chatting with creative thinkers, masterful marketers, brick and mortar shop owners, brand builders, and people just like you who have a story to share or a vision that inspires. If I can share one quick secret with you before we get into the episode, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. You know, that spark that nudges us to pursue our full potential in this lifetime. But perhaps somewhere along the line, it got covered up. I'm here to tell you that it's never too late to explore that inner voice and access the brilliance deep down inside of you. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Hey, visionaries, I'm going to quickly interrupt this episode to share something crazy. Did you know that 70% of all online experiences begin with a search engine? That's right. Every day, millions of people log on to search engines like Google to find solutions, answers, and content that meet their search intent. Whether they're searching for a gas station near them, a pair of women's jean overalls, or a nutritionist for weight loss, search engines have become an integral part of our daily lives. But with so many businesses competing for visibility online, it can be tough to stand out from the crowd, especially if you don't have an SEO or a search engine optimization strategy. Okay, so what is search engine optimization? Well, if I'm going to go for the formal definition, it is simply the process of maximizing the number of visitors to a website by ensuring that the site appears high on the list of results returned by a search engine. SEO is a key driver of growth and success in today's competitive landscape. After all, people are going to Google, and if you're not on page one, they're likely not finding your website. To put it simply, a good SEO strategy helps people find you on the internet. So here's a personal story. At present, when I collect all of the information regarding how people find me and how they end up hiring me as their private marketing coach, 50% of my annual business revenue can actually be tied back to people finding me through Google. That is why I created Everyday SEO. This is a 30-day live course that I'm going to be beginning at the end of July that you can take part in where I'm teaching you, everyday business owners, how to improve your online visibility through SEO. We are going to simplify the ins and outs of search engines. I'm going to teach you proven strategies to help you rank higher, and I'm going to help you attract more traffic to your website because what is the point of having that beautiful website or what's the point in building a site right now if you're not going to bring eyeballs to it? I want you to grow your business and SEO is an important way to do that. So if you're tired of being buried on page 933 of Google search results and you want to start getting noticed, it is time to enroll in everyday SEO and get our early bird rate of just $197 Canadian for the entire course. Simply use the code visionary at checkout to save yourself $100 right now. Head to kelseyridle.com SEO or click the link in my bio. And again, use the code visionary at checkout to save $100. This is a total steal at this price. It will not stay this price forever. KelseyRidel.com slash S-E-O. Use code visionary at checkout. 
Hey, visionaries, welcome back to a really special episode. It's the final episode of season 11, but don't stress, we will be back really soon with season 12. And I have some incredible guests and outstanding conversations with successful entrepreneurs and visionaries who are going to inspire you like no other. I was going to say inspire the shit out of you, but then I was like, is that appropriate? (laughs) Um, So as we wrap up season 11, first of all, I just want to reflect on how many amazing guests we had. We had a psychologist teaching us how to heal our inner child. We had an amazing Pilates studio owner and coach teaching us the secret to creating lasting change in our lives. We did a event recap where I talked about doing a meetup with 15 amazing entrepreneurs here in Ontario, where I live. We chatted with a finance expert, Melissa Houston. We chatted with a real estate mogul, Sky McLean. I could go on and on and on, but I think the best thing for you to do is just sift through season 11 and see if you missed anything because we put a lot of hard work into the season and we're just really proud of the outcome of what we created. So as we move into season 12, I just wanted to give you a quick update. So yes, season 12 is coming. We have booked all of our guests, so we're not taking any more applications or inquiries, but you could always reach out for a future season or something upcoming. And I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's been tuning in. We've done more of a hybrid these days between interviews, but also doing a lot of solo episodes, which has been really well received. And sometimes I think you guys appreciate just hearing from me on the mic and not always having guest conversations, but the intention going into season 12 is to continue doing a balance. So you might hear me doing an interview one week with a successful entrepreneur, and then the next week I might do a solo episode. And then the following week, you might hear an interview that I did on somebody else's podcast. So we're going to keep it like a bit of a variety pack because that keeps me excited and I hope that you're enjoying the content that we're putting out for you always. So today is a bit of a different episode because today is my birthday and I don't know about you, but I feel like on my birthday every year, I like to reflect and ponder over the lessons life has taught me thus far. Does anyone else do this? (laughs) It's such a great time for me to step back and to marvel at how much I am learning on a daily and weekly and monthly and annual basis and all of the things that I have to appreciate and the musings that I am gathering from this season in my life, the good, the bad, the ugly, the musings that maybe I don't want to be learning, but I am. So we're going to talk about it today. I'm going to be sharing 34 lessons and reflections as I enter my 34th year. I usually don't admit how old I am, but here we go. Let's just be transparent. (laughs) So this is going to be a lot. Like 34, as I was creating this list, I kept thinking, is this too many? Do people actually want to read this? Um, But we will try it and you guys can let me know, was this useful? Is it interesting for you to hear what I'm thinking about and what's going on inside my brain? Some of these are going to be really, really short and others I will expand upon with a story or why I am fascinated with this lesson or 
how I'm navigating it or going through it. So without further ado, let's get into 34 lessons and reflections as I celebrate my 34th birthday. Hey, Visionary, I want to quickly interrupt this episode to ask you if you've been curious what it's like to work with a private business and marketing coach. If you're a business owner and you feel like your marketing plan is all over the place, you haven't figured out your search engine optimization or your SEO strategy, you have no idea what your social media marketing plan is, and you are not doing so well on the self-express content front, I call these the marketing trio. It's the three S's, SEO, social media, self-express content. And by dialing in all three of these pillars, you too can get more visible, generate more income and increase your lead generation where you're actually turning your followers into paid clients. And you're constantly bringing new people in at the top of the funnel. If you're not familiar with my work, I am a private business and marketing coach, and I have spent the last 13 years working in the marketing industry, many of those years doing consulting with clients like you who want to finally get more visible and get in front of their dream clients. So when we work together, you have me for four months as your marketing partner. I'm going to do a full audit of your business put you on a private project management software with me. And then based on your innate skill sets, based on your strength, based on where you are curious and where your dream clients are paying attention, we're going to build out a custom marketing strategy. We're going to track it. We are going to optimize it. And by the end of the four months, you have a plan that works and you're seeing results. It's truly incredible. Christina Crook just landed a $100,000 consulting contract after implementing just one of my marketing strategies. Emily Fraser signed multiple new clients in one day after just one month of working with me. And now she is having consistent five-figure months. And Natasha, she started leveraging her email list in December. And 30 days later in January, she pulled in $25,000 from one single email that we created. So these results are possible for you too, but don't sign up yet. Just head to KelseyRidal.com and check out how we can work together, learn all about it, make sure you feel informed. And if you'd like to book a discovery call with me, just fill out the application on my website. We can get on the phone and see if it's a good fit for you. So anyways, I don't want to interrupt this episode anymore. I cannot wait to work with you, to support you and getting you more visible. And let's get back into the show. All right. Lesson number one is play the long game. Everything I do in my life, whether it's adopting a new health practice, whether it is something I implement in my business, I'm never looking for overnight success. And I honestly find that to be such a turnoff. People who are jumping from program to program launch, people who try a supplement for two weeks and then they're not using it anymore, or they get on the health kick January 1st until the 15th by ordering their greens powder and their protein powder. But then by the end of January, they're over it. We need to be playing the long game and patience is such a important habit and practice for a lot of us to adopt. So I rarely quit things because I know that life in general is a long game. There are very few things that you will adopt or change or implement in a ritual in which you'll be like, okay, I'm good. Everything's good. You might see some quick success, but Again, it's like, how are you improving your life 
and creating habits, rituals, and routines that are going to set you up for that hockey stick growth in the future. So lesson number one, play the long game with anything where you have these immediate expectations. Ask yourself, is there a way to play the long game instead of playing the short game? Long game people are my people. (laughs) Number two, choose your mentors and learn from them, even if they don't know who you are, even if you have no formal relationship. About a decade ago, I found myself looking around and being kind of confused on who I wanted to learn from because when I graduated university in 20, when was it? 2011. I didn't feel like I had a lot of mentors who were following a career path that inspired me. And I was not someone who thrived in the formal education system. So I didn't feel like my teachers were my mentors. I wasn't feeling like I was on the right path. And in the years that followed, so 2011 onwards, is when I found podcasts, is when Instagram started to hit it big, and is when I started reading a lot more blogs from thought leaders. And I have to say, 2011 onwards, so for the last, I guess, like more than a decade, I have found a really small group of mentors, and these are personal to me, A lot of them don't know I exist, but a lot of them I've been able to reach out to and join their masterminds and purchase their products and DM them on Instagram. And I've learned so much from choosing mentors, not based on boundaries. So I don't have to just look around me and say, okay, like who's the person I can learn from? I'm literally looking at people across the globe who are doing what I want to do, who are exuding the energy that I want. And I'm choosing those people as my mentors. So uh, another lesson to learn and share this year is that you can choose a mentor from anywhere and you don't have to have a formal relationship with them unless you want, but you can learn a lot just from dissecting how somebody lives their life, their success clues. And I'm pretty sure, isn't there a quote that says success leaves clues? And I really believe that. And almost by osmosis, I feel like I now exude a lot of the habits of my far away mentors. All right, lesson number three is to sit outside in nature with the person you love, and maybe that person is you. So recently I shared on my Instagram that my husband and I, we were in this like really rushed morning routine and it didn't feel good. He leaves for work at 7.15 a.m. and we started pushing it to the point where we were getting out of bed at seven. He'd get up, shower, get himself ready, I would rush to make him coffee, I blend up his green smoothie, and I would prepare him lunch and snacks because I I love that. That's my way that I show love is cooking healthy for him and sending him to work with a good variety of nutrient-rich foods. But it was chaos. And then he'd leave at 7.15 and we hadn't connected. And both of us were feeling like this is not how we want to start our days, especially him going straight to work. So we decided to bump back our wake up time to about 6.25 or 6.30 a.m. And now we are on our back deck by about 6.55 a.m. Lunch has been prepared. Dave is ready for work. We've both got coffee in hands. And what we do is we just sit 
and we're either in the backyard looking at our gorgeous big trees and the gardens and just soaking in nature, or we'll walk down to the river, which is right uh, in our backyard, and just stare at the water, chat, listen to the river flowing. And I would say, hands down, that's the best new ritual that we've implemented in 2023. And even in the winter, we'll continue this and just sit indoors, maybe make a morning fire. Um, But obviously right now it's summertime here where I live, so we're able to do it outside. So sitting in nature with the person you love, wow, that is just therapy in its own, even if it's just for two minutes. Okay, number four is don't force work when work isn't happening. So at my last corporate job, I would find myself staring at my screen midday, totally distracted, deficient of attention, but I was forcing myself to like pretend work and nothing was coming through, but I had to appear productive. So that was something I carried with me into becoming an entrepreneur eight years ago. But what I realized was that's such an employee mentality, like I have to be on the clock. You don't have to, for the most part, if you've created a business that a lot of the things you do are asynchronous from a typical workday. So now, this year especially, I've started to honor my attention span and to allow myself to take breaks when I hit a wall. So if it's 2 p.m. and the work isn't flowing, I'm grabbing my dog, Abby, and we are going for a big hike by the river. And I don't feel guilty about it because I know that when I come back, I'm going to have a clear mind and I'm going to be able to like really get to work. So don't force work when work isn't happening. Okay, strategy number five or lesson number five it's really a lesson just for me, but I'm sharing it publicly, is to approach new clients who want to jump straight into paid ads and who want to almost like rush the process. They come with me, come to me with like a business idea and they're like, okay, just turn on some Facebook ads for me, Kels, and let's do this. I am now very wary of people like that because number one, They're showing that this is a short game strategy for them. They've built in no organic content. They have no social proof, no track record. And unfortunately, you can't skip steps in business. You have to have a proven niche, a proven offer, testimonials and success stories. You have to have content that's latching on in the real world. And then you can go to paid ads. So I've learned this lesson from some clients who had unrealistic expectations and uh, it's a reminder to me to always look for those people who agree with the long game and who understand that that's how you find sustainable success in any area of your life. It would be like if I was a weight loss coach and some client said to me, okay, I just want to lose 100 pounds by the end of next week. Can you do it? And if I said yes, I'd be doing them a disservice. So same goes with marketing. And that is something that I'm always reminding myself, like really look out for those people who have short game mentality and maybe pass them on to a different consultant or an agency who um, feels like they would like to steal their money. (laughs) Okay, next one is don't wait for the weekends to have fun. So So often I think we look around life and there is this mentality of I can't wait for Saturday and Sunday, bring on Friday night, living for the weekend. I'm living for that three weeks of vacation that I have, but 
my goal always is to make sure each day is fun and special in its own way and that every day feels like the weekend, even if it's just for a few minutes, or that every day feels like a vacation, even if it's just for a few minutes, right? Like maybe sitting at the local coffee shop or treating yourself to a croissant is exactly how you experience that dose of dopamine that you get when you're traveling. So go do that on a Monday or a Wednesday. Don't wait for the Friday or Saturday because your life is happening right now. So to wait till Friday at 5 p.m. to start enjoying what is right in front of you is actually a disservice to like 70% of your life. So don't wait for the weekends to have fun and make each day fun in your own special way. Number seven is to set a health and fitness budget and to make it bigger each year if you are growing in your annual income. So I hear so many people say that, oh, gym memberships are so expensive or eating healthy costs a lot. And sometimes that can be true, although I think a lot of people are spending an exorbitant amount on unhealthy habits, like going to the bar, going out for fast food, focusing on convenience items. Um, Like you can make your own bread for like 40 cents. You know what I mean? So I, I encourage people and I do this to set a health and fitness budget so that you actually have an allotment in your month to invest in your health and you are forced to spend it. So it's like, what do I want to do for myself that's healthy? So maybe you start with a monthly budget of, I don't know, $200 and 70 of that goes to your monthly gym membership. 30 goes to treating yourself to a healthy meal out and a hundred goes to buying better for you items at the grocery store. And that's your 200 bucks. When we think about like how much you could be spending on unhealthy habits, I'm sure you already have this money. It's just a reallocation and giving yourself the dedicated funds in your bank account to say this is for health, fitness, and wellness. I have to go to a yoga class this week and use it up, or I have to, um, you know, buy this supplement because I still have $40 and it expires at the end of the month. And if I don't use it, it just goes to waste or I have to donate that money um, somewhere else. Maybe that's a good way to do it. So I love having a budget. It allows me to not feel guilty when I put in a huge healthy planet order for supplements and natural beauty. And, you know, maybe I'm buying like kombucha and stuff like that. Uh, But it's like a guilt-free way to invest in yourself. Number eight is to book the trip. So If you're like me and things are not how you love spending your money, but you do love experiences, then I want you to remind yourself to stop chintzing out on travel or pushing off that dream vacation or never getting around to a bucket list trip, even though you have the money on reserve or you could take that week of vacation The reason why I say this is because you are not guaranteed to be healthy or alive next year. You're not guaranteed to be able-bodied in your retirement, and maybe you are today and you're able to travel. So please don't wait. Book the trip. 
go to that amazing bucket list spot in the world, spin the globe, let's go. Head to Iceland, head to Thailand, head to Australia. Where do you want to go and book that trip? I just booked one to Park City, Utah, and I'm so excited. Number nine, explain what you do like you're talking to yourself 10 years ago. Let me say that again. Explain what you do like you're talking to yourself 10 years ago. Okay, so this is especially applicable to business owners. So, so often, for those of you listening to who have a business, when you explain what you do, you ramble and you have trouble articulating to your friends and your family and your acquaintances what you do for work and the business that you've created. But if you can't articulate like you're talking to a grade three student or like you're talking to someone who is way less qualified than you, then your the people closest to you cannot refer to your business. And if they don't understand the solution that your business offers, you're not going to get those word of mouth and referrals, which could account for like 50% of your business. So if you're like a gut health nutritionist and you say, well, you know, I am a functional gut health nutritionist and now that there is this big rise in things like SIBO and imbalanced gut flora and a lot of non-GMO and genetically modified foods and so I usually take clients through this multi-stage detox and we do all this functional testing and it, okay, I'm just going to stop right there. Do you see how I lost you? Um, nobody knows how to refer to this business. So you need to bring it back to like three to five words, grade three level, simplify it. Because if you can tell your friends and family in that kind of language, I guarantee you're going to get referrals, especially if there's a market for what you sell. So explain what you do and get really good at explaining it like you're talking to a grade three student. That's a business tip. Okay, let's get on to number 10. So number 10 is don't be scared of certain foods. <laughs> I spent so much of my 20s avoiding certain foods like gluten and dairy and sugar and anything that I deemed unhealthy, salad dressings, dips, sauces, um, which is good. Like I really had a super, super, I guess, quote unquote, clean diet in my 20s, especially after I went to school to become a holistic nutritionist. But it also cast a lot of restriction on my diet. And I felt like I had these very ingrained food rules that I didn't love having. And so I've worked a lot over the last few years and just some things have happened too where I've allowed myself to just let all of that go. And today I feel like I don't have food rules. I no longer restrict, which actually in turn has allowed me to feel more balanced than ever because there's no hard and fast rules. Like, I'm not binging anymore, not seeing foods as like, that's a treat meal or that's a, I could only have that on a special occasion. It's just like you honor what you're craving, your body will tell you. And if you eat healthy, your body stops craving the unhealthy stuff. And gluten's not bad if you can handle a little bit of it, especially when you're baking your own sourdough or whatever the case. 
The next lesson is to do cold plunges if you live in a winter climate. Oh my gosh, I miss this so much from now that we're in summer, the river behind my house where we do our cold plunges. It's like super toasty warm now, so it's great for a summer swim, but in the winter, which is like six months a year here in Ontario, Canada, where I live, we would do a cold plunge in the river every single Sunday. And it was icy and it was freezing cold and it was really hard to get out of the door when it was a blizzard, but we did it. And a group of us would meet down by the water and it was just so fun and so exhilarating and it totally zaps your body and recalibrates your mind and it physically is exhilarating. So I I think the lesson I learned is that even though you're going to have resistance to getting in a cold tub of water, if you get a chance to do it, if you have a body of water near your house and you have a winter climate, make a ritual of doing it week after week after week, get some crazies like you to come with you and start a little club out of it. So that's number 11. Okay. Number 12 is get your hair wet. (laughs) This is a lesson I love to remind myself of because sometimes when I go swimming, whether it's in a lake or an ocean or a pool, I'm like, oh, I just don't want to get my hair wet and I'm just going to like bob around. But I've realized that's just no fun. Just dunk. Get your hair wet. Who cares? Got to blow dry it again. It's all good. Don't be that person. And I'm telling myself too, don't be that person that's like, ah, oh, I can't splash around. <laughs> so just dunk, enjoy, and uh, yeah, have more fun. Get your hair wet. Number 13, host potluck dinners. So we have a group of friends here where I live and we've been hosting regular monthly potluck dinners. And it's so fun because it's easy for the host because everybody contributes. It's easy for the guests because they just bring one dish. And it's such a great way to bond with your community in a casual setting. And I am a huge proponent of having local community and gathering friendships of the people who live in your vicinity. And one way to do that is to gather over food and drink and good conversation. And sometimes you can be outside. And so this might be your sign to organize a potluck dinner for your people. No matter what age you are, this is a good idea and such a fun way to get people together without the stress. All right, number 14 is to have perspective. Perspective. I'm just going to leave that there. Um, And kind of ask you, is there a situation in your life where you're feeling stuck or frustrated or you are going through an evolution where you're able to bring in a brand new perspective? Maybe something that you're going through feels hard or like you're in a difficult season or like things just uh, are just feeling challenging in this moment? Are you able to offer yourself or to gather any perspective of why, you know, this won't last forever or how you're going to maybe learn or grow out of this? Perspective is powerful and sometimes we can coach ourselves out of tough situations when we ask ourselves, is there a different perspective here? Number 15 is to be interested, not interesting. I was somebody who in my teenage years, I felt like I had a lot of trouble making conversation, especially with people older than me, 
Maybe you still feel that way. Maybe you've never felt that way. But the single biggest catalyst towards me being able to feel confident going to any social gathering is to simply practice the art of being more interested in other people than being interested in sharing my own life. And that might sound weird, but uh, I can speak from experience. Like I used to freeze up around adults and I had no idea what to say to them. And I think that's because I worried that like I had nothing important to say. But curiosity is such a fun skill and people love to talk about themselves. They love to be asked questions and it's been so amazing to feel like in any situation, I could just like ask someone a few really deep or random questions and get them talking and sharing and connecting with me. And oftentimes that leads to a really magical or synergistic conversation. Number 16 is to be present, just be present. That's all that matters. The world is right in front of you right now. So even if you have to pause this podcast, are you, are you here? Are you looking around? Are you feeling where you are? Are you observing how your body and your mind are in this state? Are you still ruminating about something that happened yesterday or in January? Are you thinking about the future and how stressed you are about your sibling coming over for dinner or whatever it is? Come back. Be present. That's all that matters. We only have the present moment. And I think too many of us live in the past and the future. Number 17, pay off your credit cards, get on top of your bookkeeping, pay your taxes, learn about money tools. This is advice for myself, but maybe it's a worthy reminder for you too. Learning about money is important. Money is a powerful tool. It's made easier when you know how to manage it and keep it and invest it. And, you know, I won't say I am the best at this, but I do try to listen to one money management podcast per week or something that's going to inspire me to think about money in a different way. I try to work on my money mindset. We do that in our mastermind, um, which you can learn more about at kelseyridle.com slash mastermind. And I just think learning about money is important because it's a tool that is not going away anytime soon. Number 18, I'm going to start going through really quickly because I know we're coming up to 30 minutes. Don't follow other people's timelines for kids, for buying houses, for getting a big person job or a real job or for anything. Like, oh my goodness, this one really gets me because I was someone who never paid attention to what other people wanted for me, even when they had good intentions. And I was very lucky to have parents who never pushed us into going from renters to buyers, who never pushed us to like stay in or get the big person job. They never pushed us to have kids early. They never, my mom was the best at this. She said, just honor your own timeline. Stop comparing yourself. And I think what I want to say here is like, who are you living your life for? If you are doing things just because your parents want you to or just because your friend did it, you might not be doing it for the right reason. So who's impacting maybe negatively your decisions or influencing you, maybe without your knowledge, that you need to kind of let go of for a bit? Number 19, unfollow 50% of the people you follow on Instagram. 
You guys, I talk about social media detoxes all the time and social media is only fun when it's social. So if you find yourself creeping too many people or being sucked into the scrolling vortex or leaving the social apps, feeling down on yourself, you are following the wrong variety of folks. So start hitting that unfollow button. Life's too short to be following thousands of people on Instagram and being inundated with content you don't need to see. Number 20, in a similar vein, unsubscribe to at least one email newsletter a day. And we probably all are subscribed to promotional emails from brands or newsletters that we no longer read. Hit that unsubscribe button. Your brain can only take in so much each day. So even just seeing it in your inbox is causing clutter. Number 21. I feel like I already said this, but it deserves to be said again. Invest in your health. Your health is the one thing you need in order to do everything else. Because the moment you are taken out, the moment you are debilitated and unable to get out of bed, nothing else works. So people who I see who are just polluting and poisoning themselves, I'm like, nothing else matters if you don't feel good, right? So take an inventory, scale of one to 10. How's your sleep? Scale of one to 10. How's your mood? Scale of one to 10. Are you eating real whole foods? Scale of one to 10. How are your movement patterns? Scale of one to 10. How's your supplementation? Scale of one to 10. Do you have a mindfulness practice? Like basic inventory can go a long way and then just setting goals. So if you're like a three out of 10 on healthy eating, ask yourself, what are three things I can do this week to improve? Number 22, don't be afraid of becoming more like a homesteader or homemaker. I have been watching a lot of YouTube videos about brewing kombucha and making my own sourdough and pickling cucumbers. And honestly, I'm loving it. And not just that, it's also gardening and the idea of spending like low key time at home and sewing and making things yourself. This is something that I feel like we've lost. I'm sure it's coming back and becoming trendy, but it's so empowering to be able to grow your own food and to make your own kombucha and to just learn the behind the scenes and there's time for it. I guarantee you. So for someone who says, I don't have time to make my own bread, it literally takes 12 minutes total yeah, you might have to pop back in and stretch and fold it and mix it, but it takes no time. So don't be afraid to <laughs> cultivate your homesteading skills, even if you didn't grow up around that. Okay, 23, keep your supplements simple and find a routine that works. So I found that I've tried all these supplement cases and had the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday case. That never worked for me. And then I wasn't taking my multi. I wasn't taking my fish oil. I wasn't taking my probiotic. So find solutions, guys. There's always a solution. There's always a way to create a ritual around a habit that works for you. So what I do is once a month, I dump like a full bottle of each of the supplements that I take into one big bowl. I leave that bowl on our kitchen counter where I see it every single day. And I walk by one time in the day when I have a full stomach and I've eaten and I just grab a handful of them. I kind of know like I need two of my multi, one of my fish oil, one of my probiotic. So I just grab what I think looks right and I pop those. 
that's the way that works for me. I overcame the, I can't find a supplement case. And now I just do it in the easiest way possible. So ask yourself, what would this look like if it were easy? If you keep your supplements tucked away, you'll never take them. Number 24, it is okay to drift away from friendships and to know that not all friendships are forever. I feel like in the last few years, some friendships have just naturally kind of come to a conclusion and it reminded me that you don't have to feel any guilt or shame or emotion necessarily around it or maybe you feel emotion but some friends are in your life or just people in general they're in your life for a reason or a season and that is so beautiful so maybe you need to hear that today number 25 always make sure you have an outlet for creativity You know, I just finished a beautiful scrapbook in honor of my mom who passed away two years ago and I compiled 70 pages of stories and recipes and photos and much as I always felt like, oh, I have to do something else right now or, oh, I could be doing something more important, the outlet for the scrapbook and getting my creative wheels turning, it was so therapeutic and also a very meaningful project. So maybe there's something you've been avoiding or that you want to um, include into your rituals as a creative hobby. Um, this is your reminder that maybe you want to do that, or maybe you just want to learn to paint or use working out as your creative hobby or programming uh, boxing routines or the way you plant your garden, right? Creative hobbies are so, so nurturing, especially ones that you can use your hands, um, or that just stimulate you in a new way. Okay. Number 26, print photos. (laughs) So you know how we all take so many photos on our iPhone. I want you to print five of them this week. Top five. Maybe you favorited them. Maybe it's the ones that you've posted on Instagram, but print them, put them up on your fridge, frame them in your office. Bringing photos to life off of our iPhone is kind of a lost art, but I love doing it. And sometimes you can even just log on to websites like Walmart or Blacks.com and just upload photos quickly and then they just mail them to you. So it's super easy. Or you can go to a local drugstore or Rexall and just use one of their kiosks. Number 27, make your house livable. So what I mean by this is leave the coffee maker out or you know, like allow your couches to be sat on or arrange things in a way that makes sense for you guys versus aesthetic. There's nothing worse than being in a house that just feels non-functional because it's all for design pleasure. Um, At least that's my opinion. So anything that you can do to make your house livable, comfortable, um, and to just like promote routine and easy living is a worthy investment. Number 28, don't place value on things just because others place value on things. My big example on this is that I just spent a weekend at the cottage with like 20 some members of my family And I swear everybody has a Yeti cooler. And you guys know Yeti. It's such a popular brand. And oh my gosh, like these things are like $500 and they're all trying to convince us like you need a Yeti cooler. And I'm just like, I beg to differ. Like just because you guys value a $500 cooler doesn't mean that I need to feel like I need one. And that goes with anything brand name. Oftentimes we see other people 
with something and we're like, oh, maybe I should value that too. This is such a great way to just like check your ego and be like, is this me? Is this what I want? Does this contribute joy to my life? Oftentimes when you check in and if you're really honest with yourself and if you're not afraid of being the one without the Yeti cooler, the answer is no, that's not how I want to spend my money. (laughs) Number 29, speak up and ask for what you want. Don't be afraid to be bold. It's the people who are not afraid to share their vision, share their goals, to request help, request for community support, to ask for that coaching call, to ask for the answer to a problem that they have. Those are the people who are making advancements. Don't stay in one place too long. Your growth lies in the hands of what somebody else has already figured out. So speak up and ask for what you want. Number 30, use the focus settings on your iPhone. If you are getting notifications through your phone, I don't know how you live. (laughs) Um, The iPhone has amazing settings these days where you can turn off all notifications from 9 to 3 p.m. each day. You can do phone calls only. You could do text messages only. I only get texts from Dave and my dad through the day. Everybody else is blocked out. I'm sorry. Um, I love the focus setting. It means that every time I look at my phone, there's absolutely nothing there for me to see. And then in the evening, that setting just automatically turns off and the notifications come through when I'm a little bit less focused on the important work. Number 31, we're on the final home stretch here. I'm 34, so four more. (laughs) 31 is to organize an in-person meetup if you run an online business. I did this back in May. The whole visionary community got together at a restaurant in Hamilton, and it's just so good to bring people from the online world into the offline world to meet up, to hug in person, to share food, share experiences. I recorded a whole podcast about that. If you want to go back and listen to it, it is episode number 286. You can go check that out. Number 32, discomfort leads to so much growth. Oh my gosh. My biggest examples here are that this week, or not this week, this year, I've done a lot of really hard training rides. So as many of you know, I'm very much into cycling. I love road cycling, gravel cycling, uh, fat biking, mountain biking. Anytime I'm on a ride where I feel uncomfortable, like I'm the slowest one there, I'm chasing, I'm out of my comfort zone, there's always a growth edge that I'm hitting. And it's usually mental and it's coaching myself back down to, you can do this. You're going to be okay. But discomfort, don't avoid it. Approach it with caution, of course, but sometimes that discomfort leads us to the biggest breakthroughs. Number 33, a good attitude and a strong work ethic will take you far in life. I always think of my husband when I think of this. He has the best attitude in the world and he has the strongest work ethic and people always notice him for both of those things. And it's gotten him to some really great places. So I think most people think they have a good attitude and they think they have a strong work ethic, but they don't. And so those two things, I think we could all cultivate them. And that is something that makes you stand out very naturally from the crowd. And finally, number 34, in closing this out, 
there's so much inspiration and reflection and so many lessons to be learned from observing our own life, from being an observer of what's going on day to day. And in moments like this, just looking back and saying, wow, what happened over the last 365 days? What did I learn about myself that I didn't know before? What have I uncovered or dusted off? What have I accomplished that I'm proud of? And this is exactly why I recorded this podcast, because it's 34 things that I've learned, musings that are happening. And hopefully there was one in there that resonated with you. So that's it for today, visionaries. I want to remind you too that our everyday SEO course starts at the end of July 2023. Uh, so if you are interested in learning how to set up your business SEO so that you can drive more traffic to your website, get more leads, this is the way to get off of social media as your only uh, marketing platform as well. I'd love to see you inside the course. Uh, you can DM me on Instagram. I'm at Kelsey Rydell or just head to KelseyRydell.com slash SEO. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed this and we will be wrapping up season 11 right here and I will see you back in a few weeks for season 12. All right, guys, in the meantime, I'll see you over on Instagram or on my newsletter list and I hope you have a visionary day. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis, so it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show on either iTunes or Spotify. It just takes a second. And if you don't want to rate the show, you could also just take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your social media platform of choice, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. I'll catch you in the next episode.